Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Welcome. My recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 172. I believe it's 173, but since we've jumped a couple of episodes ahead, I could be wrong and you could be right. That's got 175. Fair enough. We have a, what is now a sort of recurring guest role, and if he's on any more frequently, we'll have to put him in credits. Brad? Do I get to go on the payroll? <laughs> you get paid <laughs> as much as we do. Oh, lovely. Hello, everyone. Brad here from Victoria, Australia. Yeah, and what time is it there then, Brad? Currently, it is 20 past 5 a.m. Look at that commitment for you. <laughs> That's true. I were ready to record at 23 this morning. Not that anyone else was, or even knew, me included, but I was. Once again, the cat podcast, which we brought up in conversation with uh, Colin, the <laughs> host of Trek News and Views, which could make a fortune. <laughs> there probably are cat podcasts. I don't have iTunes on this thing, so I never checked. But there It's are... like Scrooge. When Robert Mitchum were going, we've got to make a channel for cats. They are starting to watch TV. Mine don't watch TV, but if I've got a mouse pointer on the screen, they chase it. To the extent that they'll actually stick their head around the back of the TV to see where it's gone. <laughs> if they can't get it from the front, the head goes round the back, and then they come back looking slightly puzzled. Well, that's it. The whole flat panel uh, industry is a system created by dogs to make sure the cats don't have somewhere warm to rest on. No CRTs and tubes for them. But you've got a home cinema, Am. Not everybody has. I have some podcast titles here for you. There's the Kitty Cat Cast. <laughs> that sounds decidedly kinky. I presume cast with a K. Yes. Kitty Cat Bliss. All about catitude. <laughs> all about pussies galore. <laughs> Very close to the line. You're probably getting an explicit tag on that straight off. Nonsense. It's good enough for James Bond. It's good enough for anybody. Alley Cat Alloys. Yeah, rare interaction of large bar exhaust fans and cat lovers. Tan Moggy running through a field. <laughs> Odd. All for you, Colin. You see, we're devoting valuable podcasts, aren't you? Yes, we just gave someone else free advertising. Can <laughs> you imagine the promo? <laughs> well, speaking as a future crazy cat person in training. You'd be surprised how many podcasts I listen to with the uh, hosts have cats. Rather disturbing. <laughs> the cats are the hosts. <laughs> Well, strangely enough, most of those podcasts do not feature the cats. <laughs> not, they just um, tend to include it, themselves every now and then. It's not that I want to feature the cats. They simply choose to insert themselves. They have a seventh sense. Whenever the podcasts are recording, they seem to come on in. I have found they're afraid of the noise of the blender. It seems to have a similar effect to the Hoover, so if I want to get them off the countertop, I just turn the blender on. Hi, this is Kevin Batchelder. And this is the Saturday B-Movie Reel. Do something. Shoot it. Shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> That's about describes it. Yeah. All right, everybody stay here. We look specifically at the Sci-Fi Channel's original movies. You know the ones. The ones that air on Saturday night. Be known throughout the ages as an instant classic. <laughs> we need a bigger gator! A uh, limb cutting yes. and blood squirting from... <laughs> Flying limbs, I called them. it in my notes. What could go wrong? We look on a regular basis at the movies as they come out, and since they've been over 200 of them, we do go back and look at many of them that are now out on DVD. By this point, I had completely forgotten any semblance of seeing if this actually makes any sense from a plot point of view. So come on by, get involved, and have some fun. Check us out at SaturdayBMovieReel.com. Our future depends on it. Make it safe. And that was the promo for the Saturday B Movie Reel, hosted by Kevin Batchelder, a podcast that reviews and discusses the sci-fi Saturday creature features and disaster movies. Not only the sci-fi originals, but also the productions from the likes of The Asylum. Truly classics. If you like these sort of movies, you'll love this podcast. Give it a go. Come try ya! All queued up. Yep. Yep, good to go. Ah, don't. Where's my bloody line gone? Ah, dear. Bloody windows. If it's not little cats, it's big cat. We got a little activity on the tweet that I uh, posted uh, about ten minutes ago. Brad retweeted, which is rather dirty when you come to think of it. Retweeting yourself almost. <laughs> Ugh. 
And Sylvana Nicoletti favorited it. Favorited it. Favorited it. Bless you. Yeah. You found it yet? No, it's come out of episode and now it won't play. It's embarrassing. I can't speak my own bloody language. Yay. Pussy cat. Good line. Sit. Stay. Right. I'm ready. Apologies for slight technical issues. As soon as I get Linux on this thing, it'll sort itself out and then we'll start having audio problems instead. <laughs> yeah, there's always something. Wonderful world of podcasting using free software. Right. Lion queued. Ever tree. Ever a doe. Ever a hane. Flicky. Fade out. Fade in on previously. Replicator people. Are you people? We are replicators. The others would destroy me. Oh, poor Faith. Uh, <laughs> oh, awful air cut. Hair on them. Major Carter was beamed away. The replicators must have her. Oh. Uh. Not quite Terminator 2 level CGI, but reasonable. No. That hair doesn't really suit her. No. I know who you are, I just don't understand why. Because I love you. <laughs> now nah, that's a good because they know when it comes right down to it I would rather be dead than be trapped like this forever never were the fan of long hair and the big spidery thing flies away very organic really considering that the legs of the spider ship you know actually retract independently ah replicator gooey replicator naked replicator (laughs) self lubed carter yeah she comes (laughs) pre-oiled just hang on tight (laughs) Pineapple. Pineapple. Oh, this must be a will-wearing episode then. He always includes a pineapple. That was a very obvious pineapple. And when are they leaving? They're stalking the ship and picking the crew right now. You really want to go, don't you? It's Atlantis. It's everything we've been working for for seven and a half years. I know what you mean. And now I'm looking at some melons. <laughs> she does look impressive in that. Doesn't she? It's, it's, she really it's, does. it's very. I wonder if that push your brow because that, that's a very prominent. I wasn't mainly referring to her breasts, the overall package. I'm sorry, I, I, I got as far as her breasts and my brain just kind of went offline. Fair enough. <laughs> Don't knock it, a lot of viewers will be looking at Daniel. Mm-hmm. But we won't be seeing much of Daniel from now on. <laughs> oh, damn it, if they'd let that run a bit longer, we could have seen that the bot was as tight as the breast. I've always noticed that elevator door opens right in front of the control room. You know, you could come out of that elevator, throw a grenade and take out the whole complex. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Looks like it's an old one. Missing SG personnel? Negative. <laughs> How many missing SG personnel are there? Mm. It looks like it's yours, ma'am. Or at least it was. Ma'am? I don't think it Walter's ever referred to her as ma'am before. Well, she could be yummy, mummy. Meh, 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 meh. Sir, I think we better check this out. Prepare him out. Yes, sir. Hmm. Good old Silent. Yeah, yeah. Why is the mouth venting gas? I mean, what possible bits could have gas? I think that was just kind of a compressed airline. They were kind of blowing it off. Yeah, I had to mention blowing it off when character was on screen, didn't <laughs> Only you would put a connection there. Not just me. Roger, a meeting Australian male, agree with me. <laughs> I'll stay neutral. First time for everything. <laughs> you know, for all Stargate Productions' achievements, the MALP isn't one of them. No. Yeah. I gotta wonder, is the design of the actual set design the gate room just... Is it far enough on the wall so the melt can fit through? Is that one of the primary <laughs> reasons for putting it there? <laughs> Probably just. We just happen to have room to get this thing through. There was a whole sequence filmed using uh, IR cameras. Mm-hmm. So it be very creepy and mysterious. They ended up cutting most of it out for this quick reveal. By the way, this is a seriously long teaser. We're almost at five minutes. It does sometimes make you wonder if, when they're writing these stories, the actual prologue before the opening title sequences ever actually does become an issue. You don't want it too long, although these days, uh, five, ten minutes isn't unusual. We are receiving MALP telemetry, sir. Signal is five by five. Video's working fine, there's just nothing to see. Switching to IR. Here we go. There was no light in that room, yet mm-hmm. the gate was open, so there should be light. That's true. What's that? They're switching off IR, going to white light. Unless it's a vast open space. Oh, it's you. That's me. No offence, but it looks slightly better you as well. 
Well, yes, it's you. It's like the Matrix, you know. It's you as you imagine yourself, with better hair. Five minutes fourteen, longest tease of the season, I think. It was a long one. A little weird. Four minutes thirty-seven on mine. <laughs> uh, let's not get into that. <laughs> we start at the same time, finish at the same time. Everything in between doesn't matter. <laughs> yep. Right then, Gemini, season eight, episode eleven of Stargate SG One, episode one hundred and seventy-three of the Gatecast, directed by William Waring, written by Peter DeLuise. The episode had its world premiere in the UK, December the 14th, 2004, on Sky One. Next was Australia, December the 30th. And then the US, January the 21st, 2005, followed by the Canadians, April the 20th, 2005. Shows with the same episode title, Smallville, FX series, Dingray, Law and Order, Criminal Intent, Nowhere Man and Beastmaster. Wasn't there a show called Gemini? There was, but that's not what I was uh, giving the list for. That's fair enough. I didn't read the background stuff on this one because I didn't realise which episode we were recording in time. So <laughs> I won't be making any pithy little contributions. Yes, heaven forbid you had two or three days just to have a look. Research. All right. Got her attention. Who are you? My name is Samantha Carter. All right. We got a little conflict with that statement. We've already got one here. There are two of us. If only. Whoa, Jack. Yeah, let that slip, didn't he? <laughs> Where are you from? When one Carter gets died, there's always the other one. Hmm. I recognize my voice. I was made in Samantha Carter's image. I know what she knows. I feel what she feels. You were made. And a bloody good job was done as well. Yes. This shot, it makes her look a little more angular, though. Mm. A little more fuller in the face. It looks like there's a slightly healed uh, injury or maybe a blemish. On our Sam's face, see on the cheekbone. Some mark there. They will be here soon. For what reason have you contacted us? I need your help. What? Uh, do we trust her? I wish to be destroyed. Okay. <laughs> you have a weapon capable of severing the Kiron pathways that link my individual cells. You could have just stood in front of the Stargate. Yeah. <laughs> That'll kill replicators just as well. Yeah. You folks can I cannot play. self-terminate. <laughs> I can feel a lot of things. I know you hate and fear the replicators, and with good reason. So this should be easy for you. Ooh. Funnily enough, you might be right. After all, Sam told him she'd rather be dead. He probably programmed the uh, duplicate not to kill itself. Well, or given the state of mind Sam was in, I didn't realise that hand thing could turn it off as well. Mm. I thought it was just an iris control. So the universe is a big place, right? Really big. Tons of galaxies out there everywhere. <laughs> yes, Jack, well done. Tell me what you do for a hobby. <laughs> Make Sam wear that top. Yes. I could happily occupy them myself with that. We finally got her to wear a tight T-shirt and we're not letting her take it off. <laughs> yeah, unless we're going to make her wear a Freya-level uh, T-shirt instead. You know, Sam in red leather. Okay, I'm going to stop now before I get completely distracted. Good luck. <laughs> Replicators have never before attempted to impersonate a specific individual. This represents a significant new threat to security. It could be a problem off-world, but our scans would detect them if they tried to come through the gate. When it comes to replicators, though, they shouldn't really be considering any sort of deal with them, no matter how good it sounds. I'm not saying we don't do it. I'm just suggesting that we talk to her first. If Phipps really is coming to this galaxy, she could provide us with valuable intelligence. It's pretty clear they've had some kind of falling out. Unless it is a ruse. If something goes wrong, we pull the trigger. Either way... I think we need to meet her face to face. There's no way I'm letting her on the base. We could use the Alpha site. Skeleton crew, security personnel only. No, no, it's not. <laughs> Jack, you're in charge. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the second most secure location in the galaxy for humans. We'll let a replicator know where it is. Seriously? <laughs> Don't they communicate instantaneously through subspace? Yep. Teal obviously taking from Sam with the colour of t shirt. Give me another six months of the gym, I might look like that. You see, something for everybody. Very CG gate. <laughs> I'm not totally convinced it's wise to have all these controls so close to the gate. And directly in front. Yeah. The SGC has armoured plating and bulletproof glass. That bloke should sit in there with a monitor in front of him. Mm-hmm. A little recess up on the wall somewhere. Uh, Replicata looks like she's just stepped out of a 1940s Gestapo unit. <laughs> Very severe. Isn't it? It's sort of uh, leather and it. Tio's trying to hide his smile. <laughs> My, what a big gun you have. 
First, we're going to have some fun. <laughs> oh, goody. I know you. Your name is Teal. You have been given Samantha Carter's memories. Yes. But you are not Samantha Carter. I thought she wanted to be destroyed. <laughs> she does, but she's willing to talk. That way. You're not going to use the weapon? Colonel Carter wishes to speak with you first. But know this. If you make one false move, I will destroy you. Now that's a bit severe. Again, this whole scene, this was a, a fancy camera trick. The camera zooming in on the Sam and Tilk, then doing a 180. Hmm. Where is Samantha Carter? I'm here. As we turn around now, hmm. it's unusual to see a room with walls all, all the way around. That's why it's that big, so they could fit the camera in. Well, this was the trick now. They were supposed to cut to the point of view of the, the camera, not the actual screen itself. All the trouble the director goes to and then has to cut stuff out. <laughs> We're not going to speak face to face. And you've got the feeling Replicator Sam understands our Sam all too well. Yeah. I still prefer Replicator. I thought you would shoot me the second I stepped through the gate. Maybe you overestimated our fear of you. Or underestimated your curiosity. Yes, mm -hmm. <laughs> everything was modeled after yours. <laughs> I understand you more than you know, Sam. I don't just have your memories, I have your thought patterns. Disturbing. <laughs> you know everything? Yes. <laughs> Is that why you left fifth? You know me as well as I know you. If it's created you to be like me, he must have known that this would happen. Not at first. He tried to isolate aspects of your personality. Selected memories and feelings of his choosing slowly given to me over time. Is it just me, or does that closely resemble the uh, time manipulation ship in Voyager? Well, it, it's big and long and phallic-looking, but apart from that... <laughs> I mean, this is fifth, you know, he, he's got severe inferiority issues. Issues, yep. If he's a replicator, <laughs> surely uh, it's like when, you know, Odo and Kira in a relationship. If there's one thing good about being a changeling is size isn't a bloody issue. You know, if you can manipulate and change your body... Any way you want. Well, he can't. That's a problem, isn't it? He's fixed form replicator. Mm. He can break into a billion pieces, but he can't put himself back together again. Mm. Mm. I think that was one of the problems when first made him. You know, he wanted a youngster, an immature one. Then realised that having a teenage replicator is not a good <laughs> idea. Epic fail. Yes. Let's have a teenager and give him uh, access to near infinite power. That's always a good idea. To go back before I met Fifth. Yes. But it's hard to explain. My first memory is of waking up in that room, suddenly becoming conscious, but I immediately knew how to talk. Soon other memories started coming to me. Little things, stories, songs, the smell of the attic in the house where we used to live, the day my mother died. Ooh, cold and calculated that was. Going for the heartstrings. Mm. But I have this image of lying under the willow tree in our backyard. It's a sunny day, but when I close my eyes, the wind in the leaves sounds exactly, exactly like rain. rain. What Fifth didn't realize was the things that drew him to you were inseparable from the things that made you reject him and the life he was offering. So you rejected him too. Who I am and what I am are in contradiction. Mm. Nah, gotta. No one can live like this. There are other ways to live besides what Fifth has to offer. Not for long. I know exactly what's going to happen. He'll come here and he'll take this galaxy and you won't be able to stop him. So she says. It's expert manipulation. Mm -hmm. We have the disruptor. And the Asgard can amplify its effects to prevent a large-scale attack. You're wrong. Fifth made adjustments to himself and all the other replicators except me. They're now immune to your disruptor. Just do a talk. Mm. <laughs> The good news, Christopher, you're going to be in this episode a lot. The bad news, you'll just be standing there. You don't have any lines. All you have to do is stand there and look sexy, you know? I'm sure you object to that. Yeah. He probably used shots from this episode when he was sending out publicity. <laughs> yeah, his arm's got a guest credit. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't want Fifth to succeed any more than we do. Yeah, so she says. But if she's lying, we don't have a problem. Well, why would he make all the other bugs immune to the disruptor, but not her? Maybe he wanted her to feel inferior. Or he wanted her to be afraid of us. Maybe he, he anticipated that she would come to me for help. Carter, 
If that weapon doesn't work. Yes, sir, I know. And we need to contact Thor and apprise him of the situation. If the disruptor needs to be re-engineered, we're going to need his help. Not the most flattering image of Amanda tapping, is it? <laughs> the close-up on the video screen. Surely you should refer to as it. This is a, a live video feed. The two actors are in different rooms talking to each other. Says them re-recording it. Like the director said on the commentary, it does work better when they've got somebody to time against. That's why the shot's at the angle it's at, because they can actually have both cameras present and cut between them, rather than having to shoot it twice, which is what they almost always have to do with conversations from two perspectives. They actually do both in this episode. Later on, the conversation between Jack and Sam is pre-recorded. Hmm. Why should we believe you? I won't answer any more questions. If you don't want to see Fifth succeed, you'll help us. I can't. I can't betray my own kind, but I can't be like them either. <laughs> Tilk, expert interrogator. Mm-hmm. She knows nothing. In this interrogation, Tilk is basically detritus. <laughs> yeah, keep asking the same question. Eventually, someone will break. We know it was you what done it. Verbal equivalent of clubbing with a nightstick. Is this really what you want? I don't have a choice. I will destroy you. I know. Ooh. Don't look too happy, Tilk. <laughs> Tilk, wait. Stop for a second. You don't want to do this. We both know there's no other way for this to end. That's not true. Now you're lying to me the way you lied to Fifth. You're not like him. I can see that. You don't understand. You don't know what he did to me. Then show me. Teal, it's all right. There's a different sheen to her skin to differentiate between replica character and regular character. My guess is everybody that's listened to us has seen this episode. Mm. So in hindsight, you see all the manipulation, all the... Not chances, because she knows what Sam's going to do. Ooh. There must be easier ways. Can't you just lay your hand on the forehead? Oh, that's a nice puddle, that is. Mm. Sam! Get me back, gotta go. Okay. Wait for it, Daniel. Brace yourself. <laughs> Daniel's dead. Again. Oh, please. To Daniel, heaven's f***ing revolving door. <laughs> Walter, I'm safe behind this blast shield. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. Kill him, Sam. Kill him. <laughs> Where's his P90? Why is he carrying an MP5? He's gone to full auto. didn't see the bullets this time. They're not going to waste money on the CGI for that, are they? Uh, even rap character can't kill Richard. Finish him. Do it. Yeah, it's pure brainwashing, that is. You must break with your old life for your new life to begin. Do not disappoint me. Well done, Jack. Wonderfully acted. Yes, you went up. And fell over. Oh, nice little cut that was. Mm-hmm. Into uh, the room that's described as being as, as big as a closet. <laughs> you have done very well. And they've got the Steadicam guy. <laughs> You've got to try to film it up close. Yeah, he's just enhancing his own adequacies by basically having someone he can be superior to. Because Fifth is pretty much bottom of the pile otherwise. Well, at this point, he is the only human form replicator, so he's mm. top dog, unfortunately. His uh, interaction with Sam on the planet has kind of really screwed him up. She's manipulated my mind to let me know I'm okay. Are you unharmed? Yeah, I'm okay. Now you understand. I can't go back to him, and I can't let him find me. We can protect you if you help us. What do you mean? Tell us exactly how he modified himself in the other replicators. Help us make the disruptor work again. Even if I did, you can't stop a ship with that. The Asgard have developed a system of disruptor satellites that can deploy the beam in space. It's your only chance to get out of this. I want you to destroy me. I can't help you destroy all the others. Yes, you can. He doesn't control you, not anymore. Colonel Carter, may I have a word? There you go. Poor abused replicator. Mm, thank you for using my gem. 
like you say, once you know how this episode plays out, it... I honestly can't remember, so I'm looking forward to it. But I'd be... Alarm bells were probably going off in my head the first time I saw this episode. <laughs> Don't trust them for the love of... Whatever date you begin. Well, at the end of the day, they're only machines. She's sentient. Fifth is sentient. But 99.999% of the replicators are not. Mm-hmm. So there should be no reason why she isn't willing to destroy him. If that's the price she's got to pay for her own demise. We weren't in my mind, we were in hers. Nevertheless, it was a risk. I figured we didn't have anything to lose. Like you said, either way, we can't let her live. We have you to lose. We can't lose you, even if we have a copy. You know? (laughs) Uh, Now the Scotch videotape uh, refrain is going through my head. Nice effect. Look, it's a cone of silence. (laughs) The link is weak. Are you all right? Yes. I'm minimizing output to avoid detection. Have you made any progress? They're beginning to trust me. They should have really done that, the hoop effect that you saw in Superman. Mm. But I need more time. I understand. I can see your Superman because it is very sort of a Jor-El. Is anybody really surprised that she's betraying the humans? Oh, heavens no. The design is so advanced. I was going to say foreign. It is from ancient technology. How were you able to create a working prototype? Thor accessed the specifications for the disruptor from General O'Neill's subconscious. While you were aboard Fifth's ship. That's right. Fifth has a fair knowledge of ancient technology taken from the databanks of assimilated Asgard ships. You think that's how he managed to counter the effects of the disruptor? That's it. Tell her everything. Give her access to everything. It's like inviting a Nazi scientist during the Second World War to Los Alamos and explaining how the atomic bomb works. Oh, isn't that pretty much what they did? You know, to build the thing in the first place? You know, Oppenheimer, I am become... uh... I'm pretty sure that he didn't serve under Adolf Hitler. I was too much like you. Like you might be beginning to sense that she might betray you. But if it's in the programming of all replicators, presumably you could access it through the subspace link. Mm. Aha, got ya. If I were to search for it myself, it could take days. I'd be sifting through an almost unimaginable amount of data. Your machine intelligence, you could do this at hyper speed. Yeah, but unfortunately there's lots of replicators, aren't there? Mm. If you find the cipher first, we can protect you. And if I don't... Then we kill you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Except as, you know, glitter. <laughs> if he gets here before we can modify the weapon, we'll use it to destroy you. Either way, he will never get his hands on you again. Stargate alarm, in brackets. There's a subspace link between all replicators, like a, a wireless internet connection. If she taps into it, she should be able to access the cipher. She'll also be giving away her position. It'll take some time for Fifth to detect her presence on the link. If she can isolate the correct program first, That's then... a big if. It's risky, sir. I realize that. But I think it's the only way. Yes, giving Jack the good news. Mm. Yeah, you can see now the video quality is different. This is a pre-recorded conversation. Yep. create a modulation program. And we need the Asgard to send us a disruptor satellite as soon as possible. I've already talked to him. Be there in 30 minutes. Or it's free. Uh, we'll use an F-302 to place a satellite in orbit. All right. I hope you guys know what you're doing. Yes, it's the only way. We can trust Sam. Help us, Replicator, your only hope. <laughs> I mean, Sam has got a pretty good record when it comes to making decisions that mm-hmm. involve the fate of the world. Diagnostics are online. We're ready. <laughs> Need a reference. Tilt's going to get the fly. You're the commanding officer. You don't hope you instruct. Go on, Tilt. A little bit to the left. Just a little bit. Oops. Yes. Do it again, Tilt. That's it, big boy. Yes. And now the replicators actually have the weapon, which was working against them <laughs> up until the fact that you shot it, idiot. You think about it, this is the only way to get access to the specs. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they're buried inside an Asgard computer. It's a lot of information. I admit it will take some time before we can compute a heuristic modulation program, but... Unscheduled off-world activation. This is Carter. What's happening? Stand by, ma'am. People seem to be calling her ma'am. I'm sorry, she's under 35. Nobody who's under 35 with less than three kids should be called ma'am. We need that satellite deployed as soon as possible. Indeed. Sergeant. Indeed. More than Tilk. Yay, Indeed. He doesn't have Tilk's muscles. He can't hold that gun up for very long. <laughs> but it is best to be certain. 
Monitors supplied by NEC, if you hadn't had guessed. Mm-hmm. I've managed to figure out enough Irish to turn subtitles on. I have Commander Thor on audio, sir. Greetings, Thor. Greetings, Duke. The disruptor satellite is ready for transport. Very well. Thor spends more time doing the menial work. Mm-hmm. He is a supreme commander. You'd think he'd delegate a bit more. Uh-huh. The commander of no one. You don't know how wide this satellite is. I wouldn't stand beside the gate like that. <laughs> Once you have the proper new modulation program, you can upload it from your ground station. Of course, if you do not have the program before Viv's arrival, the satellite will be useless. Oh, that's not very impressive, is it? It's hovering. And of course, we had the uh, the military guys, you know, you know, working against nothing. That's it. Guide nothing. Walk slowly. Guide nothing. It doesn't even have a shadow. <laughs> not even a tennis ball in the stick. <laughs> no, not this time. Oh my god, you're being attacked by that tennis ball. To be honest, I'm a little surprised you don't feel the same way. Tilk doesn't know what you've been through. I do. It wasn't just what I showed you, was it? You experienced it yourself. Yeah. That's how I know there's no way you could be working with Fifth. When we say you know the shoulder shots of... Uh... The two Sams. Mm-hmm. Sherry is the stand-in, who does uh, some of the close-up work, and Cindy is the over-the-shoulder stand-in. Mm. Quite remarkable. Two women actually helping to duplicate Sam. Mm. He's on his way. What about the cipher? Did you find it yet? No, I'm still searching. How much time do we have? At maximum speed, he'll be here in less than two hours. He's coming. Fast ship, that he is. He's coming. You don't know how far away he was. That is true. He might just be out of the system, but then mm. again, the replicators have always been able to match Asgard technology speed-wise. It's true. But it shouldn't be long before I can create an effective site. If I arrive before you've completed your work... Don't worry. They won't fire unless I tell them that the weapon's been properly remodulated. Humans can be unpredictable. Particularly when they're desperate. I know what I'm doing. I'm giving her just enough to keep her hopes up. The one called O'Neill needs the humans. It was he who ordered Samantha Carter to betray me. But he trusts her. He'll listen to her. <laughs> yes. He doesn't trust Jack. Jack's kind mm. of the older brother who scuppered his plans last time. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, Fifth. You can trust me. <laughs> Just bat your eyelashes a bit, Sam. He'll do anything. I mean, Jack made a point earlier. Mm. All these galaxies. Why ours? Yep. Think about it. What do replicators do? They seek out high-level civilizations and consume their technology. Exactly. A race that uses all kinds of advanced technology called from multiple sources, including the ancients. It's like a banquet for the replicators. Once they're in this galaxy, they're not going anywhere. Accumulation of plot. (laughs) Wouldn't it have been good there if Tilk had gone, Borg? (laughs) A banquet. Thank you, sir. Better get back to the lab. I will deploy the satellite. (laughs) Hi, honey, I'm home. I'm sorry, remodulate the disruptor just sounds like classic, almost TOS level uh, <laughs> geek talk. Hey, look, if Stargate starts reversing the polarity, then we'll just give up. Colonel <laughs> Carter and the replicators share thoughts and memories. It is understandable that a certain sympathy would develop between them. Can't have that. However, I do not believe Colonel Carter would allow these feelings to interfere with the commission of her duties. Fair enough. But when the time comes want you to finish the job. Understood. Carter was too involved from the word go. Yep. Yep. She's been led around like a little puppy on a leash. Hmm, Carter in a collar. It reminds me of Evil Willow. All that leather. Yum. <laughs> or, indeed, Evil Kira. There's something about evil, isn't there? It's like Once Upon a Time. Regina as the Evil Queen looked more interesting than uh, normal Mare Regina. I'm downloading it now from the subspace link. How convenient, isn't it? She just found the cipher just yep. right at the moment it's required. Farming. Now, I can reveal my evil plan. It'll require about three terabytes of memory. That shouldn't be a problem. But how do you plan to input the data? Directly. Three terabytes of memory, 2004? <laughs> the God is played by Chris Robson. He's been in Caprica, Painkiller Jane, Jeremiah, Cold Squad. Doesn't say a lot, but gets a lot of screen time. That monitor doesn't have a direct data connection the other way to the PC. (laughs) 
there's such a thing as a... Look, believe me, it worked. <laughs> the tech sergeant is Jason Emmanuel, South African actor. He's been in Master of Sabora, Godivers, A Postal, Sliders and Seven Days. Hmm. Tilt, this is Carter. We've got the cipher. By the time you get back, we should have the modulation program ready for upload. That is indeed good news. Well done. We are nearing your position. I know. Do the humans suspect? They're proceeding with their plan to deploy an Asgard disruptor satellite. They have no idea. <laughs> oh, dear. Cue evil music. Nice. Classic uh, map painting clothescape. I've got stock footage now. Approaching optimum deployment position. Copy that, Teal'c. ODP in 15 seconds. Final course correction. Now. Tracking shows you are on course. Inclination? Inclination. Zero. Copy. ODP in five seconds on my mark. Five, four, three, two, one. Mark. They've got a multi-billion dollar aircraft and an helmet that looks like it comes from the 60s. <laughs> Should have something like from Battlestar Galactica with lights and all sorts of things. Yeah, but not something from Battlestar Galactica in 1980. It was still more fancy than that. Telemetry established. Good job, Teal'c. Copy flight. Returning to base. Yeah, technically, he should have had those doors open and pushed the button to deploy it when she said, Mark. Let's not worry about a few <laughs> seconds either way. You know, with the mechanics. An Asgard satellite is fully self-powered, can manoeuvre wherever it needs to. With this program, you should be able to destroy any replicators you encounter. There's no way to test it. If I had more time, I could run a series of simulations. But you'd never really know for sure until you tried to use it. Multi-sands, in the same shot. Mm. Expensive motion control cameras at work. Mm -hmm. Very expensive to do, even in this day and age. I mean, Battlestar kind of really went to town with it. Yeah. Guy in the background was showing it's not a split screen. Uplink initiated. There's a lot of data. It'll probably take about 15 minutes to remodulate the satellite. Again, in the commentary, they used all the techniques. They had the body doubles, split screens, and motion control. It does explain why there's only really three significant extras in this episode. Mm. Fifth, the tech sergeant and the guard. We got something here, but I don't know what it is. I do. It's a replicator ship. He got here sooner than I thought. And Amanda didn't get paid twice for this role either. Yeah. Well, does Michael. What, for doing the voice work? Mm. We have Michael as Thor, we have Michael as Michello, we have... Michael's probably had more different roles in the Stargate franchise than any other actor. <laughs> <laughs> the weapon will not become effective in time. I know. All personnel begin evacuation procedures immediately. Repeat, begin evacuation. That's it. So basically we've compromised the Alpha site now. Yep, time to blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> Survived last episode, but it's not a go now. Oh, I really don't think that's a good idea. Tilt doesn't like that. We are not taking the replicator with us. Well, I think Tilt made a mistake keeping his jumpsuit on. You've got muscles like that. Mm. Tilt, what are you doing? We cannot bring her to Earth. We have the modulation program. But we haven't tested it. I'm doing what the general told me to. It's okay, Till. You can fire right through Sam. It won't harm her. You can fire right through Sam. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work. Bit of an empty gesture there by Sam. You said the humans wouldn't fire. They won't. They still think the weapon is ineffective. They're even more gullible than you. Hey, well. <laughs> Colonel Carter. What are you doing? What I came here to do. She fired the weapon. Colonel, the replicator ship is breaking up. Oh, oh dear. Oh. She's done him again. You're breaking his heart. Why? Women. <laughs> They'll be the death of him. Literally. You made me what I am. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Fifth. You evil bitch. It was nice knowing you. <laughs> I am evil, sir. I am evil, sir. We couldn't afford to show that, though. Yeah. <laughs> Even though there's stock footage of it. Shooter! Do it, do it. The ship has been destroyed. It's impossible. Did we finish the upload? Not even close. You were right about one thing, Colonel. I was never working with Fifth. Although he didn't know it. Ooh, cold. Cold. 
Well, if only you'd done that a couple of days ago. I don't know about anybody else, but I think a few episodes of Evil Sam is what we need. Oh, yes. Go around conquering planets and dominating everybody. Mm-hmm. I see heels and a whip in the future. <laughs> Whee! <laughs> Stronger than Teok. Oh, I'm sure Amanda enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they had a bigger budget, you would have tossed him through that. Yeah, broken the uh, glass and everything. It didn't seem like it was going to be set up like that. It's just sitting there in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. Why did you bring me here? I wanted to thank you. You gave me the opportunity to study the Disruptor, and that allowed me to make myself immune to its effects. This scene looks fantastic, but you didn't really need it. I've already begun uploading it into the link. Soon, all my brethren will have the new program, and they will be unstoppable. And you'll be their leader. That's right. So this whole thing was a setup. You just wanted to get rid of Fifth. Fifth was pathetic. And to think he expected us to love him. Oh dear. Yep. What have you done? This is almost Empress Hoshi type. Yep. But, but what? You feel sorry for him? Don't bother. <laughs> Poor Fifth. He was really though, wasn't he? <laughs> Poor Fifth. But you are. I am what I am because of you. You're not me. You're what Fifth made you. You have untapped greatness inside you, Sam. But you're limited by your own fears. You play by the rules, you do as you're told, and you deny yourself your own desires. I have no desire to rule the galaxy, believe me. All humans desire power. Oh. <laughs> it's just that most of them are never in a position to attain it. We will stop you. You're forgetting. I know exactly how your mind works. I know what you're going to do before you even think of it. Oh dear. It's Goldie Carter. Yeah, the uh, highlights in their eyes. Mm. Mm. You set the Nakwita generators to overload, trying to blow up the base before I can leave. And she's spot on here. Sam yeah. has the potential to do a lot more than she does now. She's always up the safe path, as we've seen uh, in Grey's, you know, sticking with Jack, even though there were opportunities to expand her life. And she ended up with Pete. <laughs> Knowing that, isn't it? So you think, well, yeah. what wouldn't I think of? But then again, that's what you have thought of. Why well, have they got a darling computer and a DHD? Mm-hmm. Do they have a DHD? Yeah, right yeah. next to it. And they haven't got an iris on this gate. Right? Hmm. That's weird. They've already shown they use the computer to dial. She's heading for the gate room. We have to stop her. So they've only been out mere seconds then. Hmm. It would have made more sense for them to be unconscious for a couple of minutes while they did the explanation. Possibly. Nobody got any lamps or candles. CSI, you know, even in uh, Vegas, the sunniest hmm. place, they need little torches. That's not going to work. <laughs> that tickles. And not one bullet hit her. Cost savings again. Yeah. One of the best things about Stargate is that they actually use proper armament. Mm-hmm. None of the CGI bullet flashes. That looked painful, that floor hit. Well, these are the out-and-out stunt team, aren't they? You know, yeah. Why work and everything. Yeah, she's going to dial the gate on that plugged herself in, power up the system. Mm-hmm. Why is that DHD there? <laughs> really? Chevron's locking. Well, she dialed faster than any gate computer can do, so it's almost like you're accessing the DHD via the computer instead of directly. <laughs> That's it. Now, always had a lot of yeah. questions about how does this event arise and actually work? <laughs> this is Jason Werewolf! He's locked out the control! Oh, that, that's an expression, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Oopsie. It'll grow back. Yeah. Tell me again what happened, Dilk. She gave me a hand. Go outside without a coat and stay there for at least 20 minutes. <laughs> now, given the position he is lying against the DHC, you should have a fractured spine at least. It's made of rubber. Wait till I tell Jack. <laughs> what have I done? You cannot be held responsible for the actions of the replicator. <laughs> yes, you can. 
You've doomed us all. Yes, you can. It's your fault. Have a wake up. And Tilk as well. I told you to do one thing, Tilk, and you failed that as well. Yep. <laughs> Demoter, at the very least. You're on cleaning duty for the next month. You know, I'm still of a strong belief that it's a bad idea to have that stuff on the base. She deactivated these cells when she separated them from her arm. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't think of that earlier, isn't yeah. it? She deliberately shut down the cohesive energy between them so it would be more difficult for me to figure out how she made herself immune to the disruptor. Now, how do you know that? Because that's what I would have done. Will you also betray us to fifth? <laughs> well, no issues there. You might team up with mm. the other Sam, though. Carter. Sir, if you don't mind, I've got a lot of work to do. We've never had the opportunity to study human form replicator cells before. If we can learn something from them, this won't be a total loss. This isn't your fault. Yes, it is. <laughs> He's been very generous, isn't he? <laughs> you can't sugarcoat it. Yeah, and if we didn't want to get into our pants, he wouldn't be so generous. Now we've got replicators in our galaxy, and they're immune to the only technology we have that could have stopped them. None of us correctly anticipated the actions of the replicator. I thought she was afraid of him. But really, she just wanted to get rid of him so she could lead the replicators herself. She killed him because she thought he was weak. Carter, she isn't you. <laughs> if this was Teo, could be tearing him a new one from a suitably safe distance and preferably from behind the blast door, but still. <laughs> but the fact is, she learned betrayal from Fifth. And he learned it from me. This isn't one mission report I'd want to give to the <laughs> NID or the President. No. Bit a little more aggressive and determined, willing to grab what she wanted. A bit of plinky plonky music to finish the episode off. Yep, ominous. Yes, Jack really should have uh, taken more substantial action. Pretty much saying, oh, don't worry about it. I've, I've nearly destroyed the galaxy myself. <laughs> Half of the course. It happens to us all. And let's face it, given what McKay is going to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is minor. Vision test subtitles, Margaret Burke. Thank you, Margaret. I enjoyed that episode. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was production-wise, highly technical. Some great steady cam work and the special effects having two Sams using the various methods that requires. Let's give major prop to the costume department for Sam. A simple black t-shirt. It works wonders, doesn't it? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it helps. It's got good muscle definition and good shoulders. Muscle definition, that's what we'll call it. <laughs> that's what I meant. Not what I, I meant. didn't imply anything else. You didn't need to, I'm here. <laughs> the director Will Wearing directed five episodes of Stargate Atlantis, 13 episodes of Stargate SG-1, and nine episodes of a Stargate Universe. He was also the camera operator for 60 episodes of SG-1. He was uh, kind of moved up the rank, so to speak. Right then, folks, that was Gemini, Season 8, Episode 11. Next week, we are... I really should have thought about this before <laughs> saying anything. <laughs> I actually sat through the entire post-credit sequence and now I'm left with an image of a laptop. Next week, we return to Stargate Atlantis with the episode The Defiant One. While exploring the Atlantean system, Major John Shepard and his team find a Wraith supply ship that crash-landed on another planet 10,000 years before. While investigating it, the team discover that they are not alone, as the lone Wraith survivor who lived for 10,000 years by feeding on the fellow Wraith awakens. I seem to recall that a rather an exciting episode, a good episode for McKay and Shepard. We hope you can join us for that, but now, a little feedback. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. We have some feedback on the Facebook page for Storm and the Eye. I can be Brad. The Storm and the Eye and also on the picture. You read the Brad bit then. Yeah, okay. Great double feature, comma. Jeff had a good point. Full stop. I've never seen the connection You really between... don't have to put the comma and the full stop <laughs> bit in, you know. Start again. Uh, great double feature. Jeff has a good point. I've never seen the connection between this and Die Hard, but it stands out so much now. Going to have to rewatch to pick up on the Janai candles and J2 on the jumper window. Great job. I replied, without the commentary, I would not have made the connection with the candles. Another reason for listening to the commentary, you do learn awful lots of stuff about the episode. And on the photos, Miles McLaughlin said, fantastic two-parter. Look forward to hearing your and Alan's review. Kind of like Die Hard and Atlantis. Kind of. All that was missing was a giant teddy bear and a rocking rap theme. To which Kevin replies, I'm a dead Janine in a transporter with ho 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 written on them. Other Miles as well. Miles replied to that, listen to you guys review the episode has me want to go back and watch it again. 
And I finished up. Potential side effect. Doubt I would have watched 2001 A Space Odyssey if it wasn't on a podcast I listened to last week. We also got an email reply from Dan. Dear Alan and Mike, yes, I was listening to the podcast about Endgame. And just let me say that I love the episode of SG-1. I rewatched it in anticipation of the podcast coming out. I can't condone what the Trust was trying to accomplish by releasing the toxin on the Gwoll-controlled worlds, but I will say that it sure gave Tilk a way to survive his capture by Zaren. We know that if they would not have released toxin there, Tilk would have been killed more than likely. I don't know, I really like this episode though. Sam looked great, as usual. Awesome Jack moments here too, as we all know he wanted to be with his team. I really believe he was jumping up and down inside when he got the news that SG-1, the Earth Stargate, was aboard Prometheus. He managed to keep his calm and mutter, that's good news. That's a general. Yes, gentlemen, send the Ronan figure along if you will. I'll cherish it forever. I hope the post isn't crazy expensive. I'd be happy to help out in that regard. Cheers. I'll always be listening. Dan. Well, as far as I know, the uh, Ronan figure has been dispatched. Hopefully uh, you'll have it by now. Let us know. <laughs> we better chase this up. We don't want to be waiting another couple of months and find out it's got lost in the post. If anybody wants to get in touch with us, and we would welcome that, you can do so via any of the feedback methods on the Gatecast website, which can be found at gatecast.co.uk. We are also on Google+, Facebook, iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. You can do a search for Stargate or Gatecast. And on Twitter, we are listed as The Gatecast, which is one word. Since we are listed on iTunes, if you fancy leaving a review or rating, that would be most appreciated. Our email address is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. So there are plenty of ways to talk to us. We would love to hear from you about Stargate, our own Gatecast, and any of the associated subjects. We are all one big happy family. Come try ya! Okay then, thanks for joining us. I always want to say folks. I don't know why, because I don't use that in anywhere else but this podcast. (laughs) It's a word I use a lot, both typed and spoken, so you've probably picked up my idiom. Yeah, could be. I've infected you. I'm becoming one. (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Two quarters for the price of one. I hope you join us next week, but until then, thanks, Brad, for joining us. It's very early in the morning for you. We appreciate it. Uh, no problem whatsoever. So we'll see you next week, then. Bye-bye. Bye from a very garlicky Alan. <laughs> Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.